Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we chat with our friend Dave Campbell out of Edmonton 630 Chet to talk about the Elks cleaning house, pressing the reset button after a dreadful season. That's coming up on the podcast. Big news yesterday was the Elks, after a really terrible season, decided everybody must go. Sweeping organizational changes. So here to talk about it is Elks radio analyst Dave Campbell from our friends at 630. Jed, Dave, how are you doing tonight? Good, Christian. How are you? Good. Take us back to yesterday. Was this in any way a surprising development for you to hear that Chris Preston, Brock Sunderland, and Jamie Elizondo were no longer employed by the Elks? I, you know, I'll say yes and no. I mean, it, it, I think I'm more surprised that the board went this route even though I think I completely understand the reasons why, just because of the sheer expense of it. Uh, this is going to be a very costly move for the, for the organization, not for Chris Preston's salary, even though they're going to have to eat what's left. Uh, but Brock Sunderland had a couple years left, and Jamie Elizondo had a couple years left, but that's going to have to be spread out. Uh, uh, with the football operations cap, you can spread it out over five years. So, We'll, we'll see what happens when the when the uh, Elks board of directors of the CFL, you know, chat about the, the you know the hard numbers about uh, about this move. But you know what? It this has kind of been a brewing issue for a long, long time here in Edmonton. The erosion of the organization and the relationship with the fan base. And I know Ian Murray, the board chair, said it was you know we're talking a ten year problem here. Um, it, it might go beyond that, to be honest with you, but it, it just seems every single season there has just been a little, you know, a little bit more erosion of the fan base because they're dissatisfied, not necessarily with what's on the field, although that's very important, but just the relationship with the, with the organization and how they feel valued in the in, in within the organization, or, or or you know, as far as the organization is concerned. And I think it just it just absolutely blew up this year with with uh, the on-field product being as shoddy as it was being 0-7 at home you talk about 3-11 and but when you're 0 for at home that's pretty bad and the last three home games were awfully attended uh, I've never seen Commonwealth look that empty and it was really really sad um, so too much noise around the general manager Brock Sunderland about his behind the scenes demeanor um, in action. So the one person I feel sorry for is Jamie Elizondo in all of this. I, I really, 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 really do. I mean, he was hired in February and, you know, was given a staff, told this is your staff because there was no time to hire a new staff, was very uh, reactive to everything that happened, could not plan for much. And, uh, but unfortunately, I think that for him, he's gone. He's part of this group. But I think it's, it's, the, it's the organization saying in order to get this organization, this football team, back to where we need to be, everyone had to go as far as president, GM, and coach. So a complete reset for the Elks. Uh, for Elizondo, right, he gets brought in after Scott Milanovic leaves town. And it's kind of a perfect storm, right, because of all the things brought on by COVID and the fact that COVID ended up really severely impacting the Elks season as well. Uh, I saw online that the someone was moaning about the name change and that's one of the reasons why they stopped oh. caring about the team that's oh. that's garbage right that's nonsense that's complete garbage i mean 
of all the reasons why this happened, I don't even think the name change is on the list. And for people that are upset about it, they're never going to be happy and they're probably never coming back. And honestly, if, if you're more worried about the name than anything else with the team, you're probably not a football fan and you're probably not a fan of anything in the green and gold. Okay. And maybe, maybe I offend people by saying that, but oh, well, um, because I don't think this had anything to do with, with the change. And I will say this though, they did lose some, some people because of the name change. The, the problem is, after the great rollout and the merchandise uh, boom that they had off of that great reveal in early, early June, it kind of went quiet when the season started. So that, I think they have a lot of work to do to try and reach more fans and really capitalize on the name Elks, the marketing uh, initiatives they could do and, and the merchandise initiatives and the caricatures they could use for Elks. And like, this has got to be something that kids would think is cool with some merchandising, but you know, I want to see what that is going to look like, but the name change had nothing to do with this at all. How much of a rebound would a winning season next year be? How important a piece of the puzzle is actually having a good on-field product that they did not have at all this year? It would certainly help because this on-field product was was terrible. It really was terrible, you know. And they they were two and two at the uh, at the end of Labor Day. They finally won on in Calgary on Labor Day, first time since 2011. They they played two very good games in a row, and of course it was split up by the by the COVID outbreak uh, after they uh, won their first game in, in Vancouver against the Lions. But then after that they lose eight straight and they would lose nine of their last 10 games and they weren't very good. They weren't in a lot of games. And yeah, I mean, they had the bombers on the ropes a couple times at home, uh, but you know, not good enough to, 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 to get the job done in the fourth quarter. So the, the Trevor Harris drama, the, you know, the, uh, the, the outbreak, the kind of the uh, splintering in the room with the unvaccinated players and then the vaccinated players. And there was a lot of unvaccinated players that were good players uh, on the team. Um, and I think that sent a bad message to the locker room. Um, I think it would help, but I think there's more that has to be done, Christian. And, you know, this has been a 10-year problem, maybe a bit longer and I'll go back to when they won the Grey Cup in 2015. They lost 3% of attendance in 16. So, and I can't remember if they raised tickets or, or whatever, but whatever the reason is, that shouldn't happen. I mean, that 15 team was, a, was incredible. Yes, they lost Chris Jones to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and Jason Moss was brought in that year, but the core of that championship team was still intact. And they were a good team, and they, would, and they, they still lost some fans and they've been losing fans ever since. And the reason why is because the, uh, the team isn't, hasn't been really in the community like they should have been. And this is pre pandemic. It's kind of hard to do it now, but there are, there are ways to do it because other organizations in the league and sports organizations have found a way to do it and to, to make it work in, in a pandemic setting and, and reach out to your fan base. So this club, really has to connect back to, to their fans. They have to find new fans. Winning does help. A good product on the field helps. But in the CFL, that's not always the reason why people come out. 
quickly before I let you go, Dave. Wally Buono is going to help pick a new GM. What do you think of that? How about that, eh? Wally Buono, who has been on the other side of the Battle of Alberta, and, um, you know, he has said, you know, uh, you know, former Alouette player, former Calgary Stan Peters head coach and GM, and then Sam in BC says the one team I always loved beating, and the one team I always hated losing against was was Edmonton. I think it's great, and I think Wally understands the, the bigger picture here. It's not just helping the Elks; it's it's helping the CFL as a whole be healthy, and and a healthy Edmonton Elks franchise means a healthier CFL. So. I think he'll be great. I think he will have a short list rather soon. I think he probably already has one in, in, in his head. And will probably include Ed Hermey. It'll probably include Sean Burke and Hamilton, a uh, ring maiden. Uh, used to be in Winnipeg, now is with BC. So I, I think there's going to be a very quick short list uh, coming from Wally. But I think it's fantastic that he's willing to help because he sees the bigger picture here. Thanks for this, Dave. Appreciate your time, and enjoy the offseason. Anytime, Christian. It's never boring in Edmonton. That's for sure, as far as the CFL offseason is concerned. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m., of course. That is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell, until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all, but